Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is Monday, the 26th of August. I'm really glad you're here, and I am equally glad to welcome, uh, in through the magic of Skype, Paul Scanty. He's the Education and Outreach Director for the Greater Chicago IWW and vocalist for the Chicago hardcore outfit, The Ableist. And we encountered each other on Instagram and uh, decided that we were kind of in the same ballpark and that it might be cool to talk. Paul, I'm super glad you're here. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me. One thing, we were kind of deciding what to talk about and came up with a list of topics. And one of the ones you suggested that I think struck me the hardest because it's one of the things that I think takes the most work is how we, and by we I mean people who are involved in the fight against the dominant narrative and against the system that does its best to keep us as square pegs and square holes, how do we maintain our mental health while we're in the midst of that fight? And I'm happy to see that that's something that's getting talked about more and more these days, but I thought maybe we could open up and and you could just approach the topic from whichever direction you'd like, but maybe even as specific as how do you do it in in the midst of everything? How do you try and remember who you are and and stay kind of in a balanced place? Well, um, I think what it comes down to is mostly just kind of navigating it the best you can, um, you know, with whatever tools in your toolkit that you have, um, using the healthiest means that you can find and whatever works best for you is what, you know, works best. Um, and, you know, kind of going with what resonates in that sense. Um, as for me individually, I think the important thing is one of the most important things is, um, remembering who I am as an individual, um, because nobody else really has to. Um, you have to, um, carve your own path in that sense and look at it through that lens and go, well, not everybody is going to define you, um, as the way that you would want to be defined. Um, they're going to want you to fit in these roles. You're going to have to, um, navigate this, this structured society, um, this really messed up one in the best way that you can, um, and reconcile the things that you can reconcile and, um, kind of stomach the things that you can't. Um, but, you know, at the end of it all, it, it comes down to recognizing for you as an individual, how do you um, define yourself and kind of retaining that and whatever um, tools that you can use uh, to help you along that path um, are the ones that are going to work best. I, I think I'm right in saying that we both have uh, wage earning jobs kind of out in the outside world. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I am uh, caught in the trenches, you know, uh, working um, for a company that I, um, I enjoy what, you know, I do on a day-to-day basis. So I try to put my mind to the actual work that I do because I, you know, work some somewhat in, des- in design, the design realm, I guess. Um, so I enjoy that element of it. Um, it is the uh, ruthlessness of doing it for um, for profit, for putting my labor towards somebody else's gain. That is something that irks me, especially for um, you know some a field so uh, merciless. Yeah, and I th- I brought that up because I also I work for a huge multinational corporation that everyone would recognize, and uh, I mean I wear a uniform, I punch a time clock. Uh, and I find that it's the first time I've, I've done this like work as 
kind of as time clock specific as this. I've tended to have had jobs where, you know, I worked in radio or I was a union organizer. Or there were kind of weird jobs where uh, they were a little freer and maybe they felt a little less like work sometimes. But I still find myself feeling like every time I punch that clock, it's a little bit of a defeat. And for me, that's one of the most difficult things to kind of face each day is this idea that I have a vision of the life I would like and the world I would like that life to exist in. But the distance between that vision and the reality is the cause of most of my suffering. And so I just wanted to ask you, too, how you how do you keep working toward the vision at the same time as you're, you know, having to pay the rent and put food on the table? Well, I think for me, the one thing that I try to look at is I try to look at the struggle that we're in, not just in terms of myself, but in terms of the grand scheme of things. So when I find myself in the situation where I am caught in the trenches and this is this is horrible and feeling feeling the the crushing weight of it all, I try to recognize that the objective at the end is not just for me and, you know, all the, you know, work and effort that we put in aside from you know, our day-to-day nine-to-five or whatever is beyond us. So I'm not trying to just go through my actions outside of, you know, my office life to just emancipate myself, because I think that is really ultimately the goal that most people within this structure have. We are trying to, like, buy ourselves free. And what separates us as radicals is that we are trying to set everybody free not just, you know, looking at ourselves through that individual lens. And I think when we have that, uh, have that in mind and we have that reframed the way it should be, we are aligned with our values a lot better and we can navigate um, the day-to-day just a little bit easier. For me, one of the challenges, I, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 45. And as I kind of look at where I am in my life, while I completely agree with the us versus me thinking, and I've always known that the stuff that I was working on probably wasn't going to come to fruition even in my lifetime. And the, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, I, I understand this is part of a larger thing, but what <laughs> I sometimes worry about how much more of however much time I have left I'm willing to commit to this system. And it I always come back to this question of, you know, continuing to kind of work and be part of it all and using my other time for the movement, so to speak. And then the other or an other option, which would be just to drop out of it, to move to the country, grow food, you know, have solar panels on top of a shack and then do all of my movement work because I don't, you know, all I have to do is sustain myself, essentially. That thing about, you know, whether you stay in or drop out to me is a, I don't know, it's a real, it's a constant decision point. I feel like I wake up almost every morning and make that decision one way, you know, one way or the other. I don't know if that resonates with you at all or if it just seems ridiculous. No, I mean, it does. I think, um, I mean, we exist in the societies that we want to change, you know, um, we wouldn't. I wouldn't be living in the heart of Chicago and participating in the local hardcore scene, um, you know, and going to punk shows week in and week out if if this weren't the culture that I wanted. You know, um, I want this life. I just don't want it under capitalism. So I mean, we can't, as we we well know, we can't change the system, but we can do our best to try to change things around it. Um, in order to kind of evoke the the ultimate change that we hope to see, which is 
sort of a coming to consciousness um, within the rest of the world, which, I mean, I think it seems so far-fetched to people who aren't as radical as of minded, you know, folks as you and I, but it's also something that it's, we're starting to, to watch. Uh, people are starting to radicalize themselves. They're starting to recognize that, Hey, it doesn't work. It just flat out doesn't. And with that in mind, we're starting to see a shift in the world. And, you know, I want to see a continuation of that. I don't know how far that'll drift in our lifetime, you know, and I don't know if there's going, if it's going to take some big spark to uh, trigger the consciousness of, of most people. But I, I, you know, I'm optimistic in, in a lot of senses, you know, I have a, a strong belief in, in mutual aid. And I think that that's helped me navigate through a lot of this and uh, will continue to do so and keeps me from feeling like, okay, it's time, time for me to go off the map. Paul, can you come back tomorrow and, and keep this conversation going? Yeah. Yeah. Happy to do that. That's Paul Scanty. He's the Education and Outreach Director for the Greater Chicago IWW and vocalist for the Chicago hardcore outfit, The Ableist. Paul, where can people find you online? You can find me at, at Paul Scanty on pretty much all social media platforms and through the band. And can be reached directly and indirectly sometimes through the Chicago IWW social media. I'm Jason Crane. You have been listening to A Brief Chat, which you can find at its brand new website, abriefchat.com. You can also become a member via Patreon, and there are links for that at abriefchat.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jason D. Crane. I love you. A better world is possible. Please.